0: Welcome to the Life Academy podcast. Hello, my friends, and welcome to another podcast on the Life Academy. I'm Pastor Doug Pratt, here to share with you a Christian perspective on evangelicals in the voting booth. As always, my thoughts are not presented under any illusion that they are the only Christian perspective. You're free to disagree and to develop your own perspective, but my words are intended to give you something to consider. Evangelical Christians in America have been discovered by the secular press and the political class. While not a majority, they represent a substantial percentage of likely voters in any presidential campaign. In the past two national elections, 2016 and 2020, a large number voted for Donald Trump, while a smaller minority proclaimed themselves to be never-Trumpers. What were the reasons? Former President Trump who is currently, as I speak, the most likely Republican nominee in 2024, is a magnetic personality for good or ill, who has dominated the national attention for nearly a decade. He is outsized in every way, not only physically large, but very vocal and very notable in both his flaws and his strengths. His past is littered with examples of sexual misbehavior, and he is on his third marriage. He is extremely vocal, both out loud and on social media, and frequently speaks off the cuff with sarcasm, exaggeration, or distortion. He has a gigantic ego and is often critical and vindictive toward those who disagree with him or are perceived to be disloyal. In all of these ways, his personal character seems to be at dramatic odds With the virtuous traits taught in the Bible—humility, restraint, chastity, forgiveness, gentleness, etc.—how then can evangelicals, who profess the Bible to be their ultimate standard, support him, defend him, and cast their vote for him? That is the question I wish to explore with you. I have read and heard so many secular journalists who have addressed this seeming dichotomy. Often the journalist admits openly or tacitly that they are not personally part of the evangelical community or have no religious faith at all. Looking in as outsiders, the most common judgment that they voice is that professing evangelical Christians who support Mr. Trump must be hypocrites who say they believe in biblical virtues but deny it in their politics. Other journalists confess just a puzzlement at this phenomenon without casting judgment. As one who has lived inside evangelicalism for many years and has spoken with many Bible-believing Christians, both pro- and anti-Trumpers, I will attempt to explain the current situation in a way that few articles, news reports, and websites have been able to or chosen to do. And whether a particular secular journalist is simply uninformed about the thinking of evangelicals or willfully chooses to present a distorted picture is not my place to judge. Roughly 30 years ago, a bruising presidential election was held that pitted incumbent President George H.W. Bush against newcomer Bill Clinton with a third-party candidate in Ross Perot nipping at their heels. Some wise political advisors to the Democrat Clinton, including James Carville, urged the candidate to focus his campaign on kitchen table economics. President Bush, touting his international success in the Gulf War and the end of the Cold War, was vulnerable on the domestic front. He had vowed, read my lips, no new taxes, but then had caved to congressional pressure and approved a tax hike. As the campaign progressed, national employment was down and the stock market was struggling. The slogan that Clinton successfully ran on all the way to the White House was, It's the economy, stupid. Fast forward to the 21st century, and we can modify Clinton's slogan to explain why many evangelicals in 2016 and 2020, and possibly again in 2024, have chosen to override concerns about Trump's personality and behavior by giving him their electoral support. It's the ideology, stupid, is the simple explanation. In a high-stakes battle between two very divided political parties who have quite opposite ideologies and policy goals, it is not necessarily hypocritical to cast one's vote on the basis of the preferred ideology rather than on the personalities of the candidates. Ideology is a very big word that I am using to encompass the contrasting worldviews or approaches of the modern conservative and progressive perspectives. They differ profoundly on their approach to the controversial issues of the day, abortion, sexuality, immigration, environment and energy, government spending and bureaucracy, critical race theory, cancel culture, and forced diversity requirements, etc. The current Democratic administration has been, without doubt, the most progressive of any that has occupied the White House. I suspect that those, including some evangelicals who are working to remove that administration and its leader from office by January 2025, are primarily doing so because of their ideology, their view of what would be the best policies and actions for our country in the future. Thus, some knowledgeable and biblically consistent Christians might choose to vote for the former president over the current one because they have concluded that Mr. Trump, in spite of his personal flaws, is more ideologically aligned with their values. This is not hypocrisy. It's a decision based on an assessment of priorities. Every American presidential election is, at the same time, about individuals and about parties. In especially divisive times like the current, casting a vote for one party or another is about choosing not just between two individuals, but also between opposing and strongly contrasting ideologies. I am not making a recommendation about the candidate and party to vote for in November of 2024. We are still, as I am speaking to you, months away from the nominating conventions and even further from the general election. The world can change suddenly and dramatically in that time. The candidates can change. We will all stay tuned. This podcast is simply an attempt to make sense of the recent voting and opinion polling trends among evangelical Christians to correct poor or inaccurate conclusions drawn by some journalists and commentators. Every American has strong reasons to love their country in spite of its flaws and its current stresses. We all have a personal stake in our nation's success. We are all grateful for the constitutional right we cherish to select our leaders. And we know that every president who has ever served has been a flawed sinner. That's why the choice is often difficult. We have to decide between two or more imperfect options. And that is why Christians especially feel motivated not only to seek to cast their ballots wisely, but to pray earnestly that God might bless our nation again, as he has so abundantly in the past. This is Doug Pratt for the Life Academy. Thank you for joining us for this Life Academy episode. We encourage you to subscribe. And if you enjoy our podcast, please share it with your friends and family.